0: Hello my friends, Simon Miller here of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show, which hopefully makes all the sense in the world, and if not, don't worry, we'll get there together. And welcome to another podcast this week. We did it on a Monday after the Raw Rumble, and who knew <laughs> there would be so much fallout? I can't remember a time, maybe back in the Attitude Era, when there were so many stories when it came to professional wrestling, like it is nuts. Every single day you wake up and something happens where you're like, ha ha, I can't believe... That actually happened. And this week, and I'm sure you're aware, and if not, you will have seen the title, Shane McMahon, the blood, it's not the right word, but the, you know, the, 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 from the loins of Vincent Kennedy McMahon left the WWE. Now let's not pretend otherwise. We don't know whether he's gone forever. We don't know whether it's a short term thing, but I can tell you with a certain degree of certainty that he fell out with the powers that be and he's not going to be back i wouldn't say for the foreseeable future but it sounds like he's going to be gone for a little bit whether or not he's a scapegoat i don't know we have absolutely no idea but he's out he's gone shane mcmahon which is i mean i don't know whether it's that surprising really when you when, when you think about it but most of the even though sometimes he featured on television too much most of the stories you ever heard about shane mcmahon was that he seemed to be quite well-liked. All the boys liked him, you know, in autobiographies and shoot interviews. Everybody always said that Shane was a decent guy. And yet, here we are. And let me just get the story up. I meant to get up before we started and I didn't because I'm an absolute moron. But there is a... What's the way to put it? There is a breakdown of all the things that happened with Shane McMahon at the Royal Rumble. And in case you don't know, he was brought in to be a producer. So, you know, he was coming up with ideas about how we can do this and how we can do that. And essentially wanted to make it all about him. This comes from the Resting Observer newsletter. Shout out to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez and everyone works over on there. They do good stuff. And yes, I mean, this is a quote. Not only did Shane McMahon ruffle feathers backstage with his booking of the Rumble, he made a scene as Vince McMahon sided with Brock Lesnar over Shane multiple times when it came to the finish. So that's right. He told he told Brock Lesnar he wasn't 100 percent happy with what we're doing. There's also a quote that apparently Shane was unprofessional, the likes of which left Vince with no option but to fire him. Uh, and originally, it just did a small Raw Rumble. Now, originally, Brock and Drew were meant to go at it a little bit towards the end of the Rumble, but they ran out of time and they had a hard out, which means you can't go over. You get absolutely, absolutely screwed. Um, and the only real spot that stayed in that Shane McMahon wanted was obviously throwing Kevin Owens over the top rope. And shout out to that guy, because I could imagine at that stage, he was just like, you know, what? I can't be dealing with this anymore. And of course, that he would win a fist fight with Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle being a former MMA fighter, but also as somebody else made a really good point. He's a good guy. So, why is Shane McMahon getting the better of a good guy when it comes to a fist fight? So, yeah, he said no, 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 no. They then, he was meant to be in the elimination chamber. He was meant to go on to WrestleMania. There are rumors that it could be Shane versus Seth Rollins. There are rumors it could be Shane versus Bobby Lashley, even for the WWE title. And as far as we're aware, and who knows, it's always speculation, it could change tomorrow, as it always seems to. But Vince blew a gasket and said, you got to go home. You're out. You're done. Now, again, blood runs thicker than water. So I'm sure he'll return at some point in some guys. I have two things to say about this. Firstly, I don't mind Shane McMahon coming back in the Rumble. I don't mind if Shane McMahon was to have a WrestleMania match. It probably should have been Austin Theory versus Shane McMahon. Not sure how you worked that. Austin Theory should have won. It that's of benefit. But also, two, I don't know how true this is. This is just me talking. It could be absolute nonsense. Vince McMahon's mother therefore Shane McMahon's grandmother died at 101 just before the Royal Rumble which is a crazy age man she was playing tennis when she was like 90 or something maybe they were super close maybe that sent him over the edge I don't know we all deal with grief differently and I'm certainly not trying to be too gratuitous here but that thought did pop into my head and I didn't really see anybody else reporting it so I was like well that's not justification for that kind of behavior you can't go burn the world down you know, when things happen in your personal life, but it may have been an attributing factor, like I say. And if that is the case, then I do have a bit of sympathy for the guy. If he's just gone ego mad, I don't know. But also when Bray Wyatt got let go, there was this rumor that, oh, he's really hard to work with, etc. You know, rhetoric that we'd never heard before. So there's every chance that the Royal Rumble was not well received, whether you like it or not. I mean, good for you if you did. And good for you if you didn't. I don't really think it matters, it's irrelevant. It was badly received uh, on a general basis, so somebody was going to bite the bullet, and maybe that was Shane McMahon, too. I just don't understand why. When you've got the likes of Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton would have been there, who knows who else? I don't understand why you would try and get yourself over to that degree, even if you think you have the power. I find it absolutely bonkers. And I mean, if Brock Lesnar's pushing back. <laughs> I don't care if you're Vincent McMahon's son. You probably should just go, you know what? Don't even worry about it. But yes, it means that we, unless something drastically changed, we're not going to get Shane McMahon at the Elimination Chamber. Apparently, he was going to be in the Austin Theory spot. And Shane McMahon wanted Seth Rollins in the Rumble at one point. He wanted him in the Rumble and he would they would do something and that would lead to their WrestleMania match. Probably because he knows, much like AJ Styles, he'd have a great match with Seth Rollins, right? Which does make all the sense in the world. But yeah, that all got scrapped. Shane McMahon got shown the door I believe he'll come back, maybe not this year, but, you know, give it 12 months time and uh, maybe there'll be a big kind of discussion. There was also these reports that he really had it out with Jamie Noble. Of course, he used to be, um, what was his name back in the day? It was, he was the, he played the, the Southern Texas person. How can I not remember this? He, he, he had the, he, the girlfriend that was on tough enough how can i remember this i've talked about these people a thousand times and you are now screaming i understand you're screaming at your podcast device Go, simon how can you not know this it's true i'm looking it up as we speak because we have to just get past this but as soon as i know it, i'm gonna hate myself i'm gonna hate myself massively um where is it james gibson's his real name maybe it was jamie noble was it jamie noble it was jamie noble man i'm losing my mind I'm absolutely losing my mind. I swear he had a different name. I mean, apparently not. I don't know. We've all gone bad now. I apologize. But we do need to find out who he teamed with. Who did he team with? I'm never going to be able to find this now, am I? Because the world hates me. I do remember when he was part of J&J Security with Seth Rollins. Man, that was good. That was a cool little gig they did down there. Actually, talking about things as well. um, when uh, About producers, etc. Uh, Tyson Kidd. TJ Wilson, he produced a lot of the women's segments in WWE. For some reason, he hasn't been around. He didn't produce the Raw Rumble, and he hasn't been around for ages. Which is one of the reasons a lot of people that wanted to the the, the WWE wanted them to come back for the Rumble. They said no because TJ Wilson wasn't involved. So you know, there was other reports, rumors. I always like to use the word because we don't know it's speculation that he may be gone because he's got a bit fed up. Which actually, Nidia, there we go. Thank you, Brain. Nidia, I know, I'm sorry. That was hell for you and it was, it was hell for me too. But yeah, there were other things going around. I think uh, Sean Ross Sapp over a Fightful reported it that apparently morale in WWE right now is lower than ever. I mean, I remember an article a few months ago saying it was higher than ever. So again, we'll take that with a pinch of salt. But I can understand coming out of the Royal Rumble why it would be. It didn't really hit a home run. It was very much the status quo. If you have been working all year, you'd probably be a little bit... I guess disappointed would probably be the right word because we had all these stories that we introduced and we didn't pay them off. And I want to make sure that I remember to pay off my stories too. So a uh, quick plug for my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash simon316. Because very thank you uh, from me to Mike Quinn, who signed up this month or this week, whatever we're talking about. We're well, this week's, so we did one on Monday. Uh, shout out to Alex and shout out to Anthony Meek. You three guys have all come aboard and I appreciate it massively. You allow me to do this podcast. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. Uh, talking about WrestleMania, as it is just around the corner, it does seem like it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I am now convinced it's going to be title versus title. I believe that's why we put Brock in the chamber. The only shame is that if you do do that, we should create a new universal championship, which I don't believe we're going to do unless the brand split is ending and Big E did just jump to SmackDown. So I guess there's a tiny percentage of hope, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think if we do do title versus title, Roman Reigns will win it and then we'll probably get it off him at money in the bank or something, which is a really bad idea because a guy like Roman Reigns, I think it's great, but he doesn't need anything else to... <laughs> to prop him up. He is propped up enough and then all these reports are back the next year we will do Roman Reigns versus The Rock and at this year's WrestleMania along with Roman and Brock we will do um, Charlotte versus Ronda Ronda. then at WrestleMania 39 again Roman versus The Rock and you do Becky Lynch versus Ronda which again you know it it ticks it ticks all all the boxes. I mean they are four massive matches and they could easily main event wrestlemania and i guess it does kind of justify the two nights of wrestlemania so if this year saturday night charlotte versus ronda is main event night one and then night two is roman versus brock and then roman finally does away with lesnar so on and so forth you know i can see i can see why you would do that again kind of obvious but you're appealing to a more general uh casual fan i hate that term But I can see why you would do it. Uh, Lana and Nia Jax both declined WWE's invitation to return to the Rumble. Nia Jax talked about this on Rene Paquette's podcast, which you should listen to. Some interesting stuff in there, and we will just leave it at that. And a bunch of NXT dudes may have been in it, but they weren't used at the last second. And the reason Sasha Banks was uh, knocked out so unceremoniously is because... Well, I think WWE is still just worried about her injury. So it was like, you know what? She's not going to win it. Why she had to be in it, I don't know. But I guess she did bring star power and they probably didn't have anybody else. (laughs) Because a lot of people people turned them down. And there was one other thing I wanted to talk about and I do not remember what it was. Other than the fact that apparently Bailey, Oscar and Lacey Evans will be back soon, which I think would be very, very nice. That women's division, not by any fault of their own, just because so many people got let go, does need a bit of a bolster. I wonder what sides you put them on. I wouldn't mind Sasha and Bailey going back together. But again, you don't want to do that because the way they treat the tag team division, I mean, it's unreal, really. I can't quite believe it. I forget that Carmella and Zelina Vega are the champions. Oscar, I'd like her to be on Raw because the maiden feud there with Becky Lynch, especially if we're going to keep Becky heel. And I'm actually quite looking forward to Lacey Evans going back. She's quite versatile. and I thought her character was quite good. I know people used to go nuts about other things, but uh, I liked it. I thought she was entertaining. So, yes, Shane McMahon gone, gone. Raw Rumble an absolute mess, but moving into WrestleMania, it looks quite good. Before that, we do have the Elimination Chamber. Let me see if I can remember this at the top of my head. So it's Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory versus AJ Styles versus Riddle versus somebody else. Uh, and I don't remember who it is Bobby Lashley of course it is he's defending his WWE title we'll talk about that as we get closer to the time but I'm now convinced that Brock's going to to win because I can't see WWE beating him twice but we also apparently going to get Roman Reigns versus Goldberg now once again I'm going to double down on this because we don't know but there's lots of news articles out there that Goldberg is scheduled to come back I doubt it would be for Wrestlemania if it's coming up now and we have this pay-per-view sorry premium live event in only a few weeks and I actually think it's a shame I don't mind Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I think we were meant to do it a couple of years ago, we didn't do it. So you may as well get it done. But when I first saw it, I did that stupid nerd um fantasy booking thing where I kind of hoped it was going to be WrestleMania and we were going to do Bob uh, uh Big E versus Goldberg. And the reason I know I know people go nuts about Goldberg. Oh, I can't believe we're doing this. Oh, I can't believe we're doing this but i know that biggie wants that match right that's where the whole big man slapping meat thing <laughs> where it was came from so knowing how much he would enjoy it i don't know i think that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum tum as they say i'd get a massive kick out of that doesn't seem like we're gonna do it and also let's face it if the alternative is Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins which obviously we're not doing we draw a line under that on Raw but if the alternative is that and Seth loses again I would rather Roman Reigns just Mert Goldberg now again this brings up another argument why don't you let Big E do that to get some worth because there's still some worth in beating Goldberg he hasn't beaten that so many times and you do not need to keep adding this stuff to Roman Reigns' CV but hey that's what WWE is going to do and more power to them they can do it it's just a shame they don't treat everybody the same way they do because they would have a bunch more stars and if Goldberg is happy to come in and lose to Roman, why the hell wouldn't he do it? I'm sure he still loves it. I'm sure he still has a passion for it. He gets paid a bucket load of money. You don't have to like it and understand your criticisms, but I don't blame Goldberg. If somebody rings me up right now and says, I'm going to give you £5 million to come in and lose to this guy, I'd be like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. I mean, with that said, Could I go to Saudi Arabia? Very, very doubtful. I think I would struggle with that hugely on a moral level, which kind of ties into the WWE um, earnings call that happened the other day. I'm not going to go through that. It's out there. They made a bunch of money. It doesn't make any sense why they had to fire anybody. Um, And uh, Nick Khan kind of insinuated that we may be getting more than two Saudi Arabia shows soon. I'm sure they have the money to do it. I would imagine that one of the big four, maybe a money in the bank, will go there eventually. And it is going to raise some more questions. I wouldn't say, not next year, obviously. In 2030, sorry, WrestleMania 40, excuse me. I wouldn't be too surprised to see that in Saudi Arabia. Who knows, though? We'll we'll cross that bridge when, when, when we get to it. But interesting, interesting times. But they did make an absolute ton of cash. In case, in case you're interested they made so much money it's ridiculous and it also sounds like or at least it was heavily insinuated that when it comes time to renew tv deals which i think is next year i can't remember they've already got not offers on the table but ideas of what they can sell it for so i imagine they're gonna make a ton more money and that's another that's also a different conversation for a different day i don't know I don't know. Look, I, I don't think that the, the WWE product is as bad as people make out. I do think there's huge problems with it, as we've chatted about. But I think sometimes we go too, too crazy. But that doesn't mean it doesn't need a bit of a shake-up. And if they're still making money, they may continue to prolong that. I mean, we've got a retro ups and downs coming out soon from 2014. When On what culture Wrestling, by the way, make sure you subscribe. When Daniel Bryan took over Raw. Really cool segment. Really, really fun. Uh, but the show hasn't changed much. And that was eight years ago. And you can jump back to 2004. You know what? The show hasn't changed much. (laughs) You can go back to basically the Attitude Era. At some point, you are going to have to shake things up. But we will wait and see. Uh, There was also um, a funny story going around that apparently WWE personnel have warned Tony Khan against hiring Shane McMahon. Because he's he's an egomaniac and out of control. I don't think he's going to hire Shane McMahon. I mean... Look, he should, <laughs> he should, not say, "Look, I get complete creative control, and I can fire you straight away." Why the hell not? And also, how the hell can you fire your own son and not let Mustafa Ali go? <laughs> it's so unfair! It's so unfair! Mustafa Ali, can I be? Can I leave, please, Vince? No. Shame a man walks in. Hey, Dad, you fired. <laughs> that's not great. It's great in a satirical way. I don't even South Park could come up with this because it's so over the top. I think that's pretty much everything that's going. Uh, that's going on in, in the wrestling world. I'll check, uh, well, at least in a in a, a WWE sense, because they just stole all the news th- this week in terms of stories coming out there. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I do want to move on to AEW. I want to talk about CM Punk versus MGF, which I absolutely loved. But before we do get there, and I mentioned this on Ups and Downs for Dynamite, so please uh, go check that out as well, should you want a more maybe concise summing up. But it's important to me. So as I have a tiny platform, i like, well, I should probably sell something, right? so the brian kendrick stuff he was going to come in from wwe he'd been released a while back he was going to debut for AEW. he's going to fight john moxley which ties in because he has a relationship with daniel Bryan, brian danielson and you know that's all going to uh that would have tied in because brian danielson and uh, kendrick have a pass together again different video for a different day not even a video what am i talking about it then came out, and I didn't know this. You know, tying into this this bigger conversation. Well, why didn't Tony Khan know? I mean, you can't know everything. As ridiculous as that may sound, it's just true. You can't know everything. But Brian Kendrick had said some very, very uh, insulting, offensive, abhorrent, and controversial things. I mean, there was loads of them, so I don't want to just focus on anything specifically. But the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I'm Jewish and there was certainly a lot of anti-Semitic comments in there. So first and foremost, as a wrestling fan, I wanted to say that it was most appreciated that Tony Khan took a stance on this. Because it's all well and good saying, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But actually, when the the, the ship hits the fan, it's difficult to pull the trigger because, you know, it's going to become an even bigger storm than you had. But he did do that. And I thought he handled it really, really well. And I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. This is all, again, me speculating. But these things were said a long time ago. I don't think that's an excuse. Well, it's not an excuse, in my opinion. It's just not an excuse. You should never have these thoughts, let alone actually verbalize them. But no matter how old they are, these things have to be investigated, I think is my point, which is what Tony Khan did. He said, he's been taken off TV for now, and I'm going to see what's going to happen. I think it's a very, very fair way to treat it. And what I hope happens now, because Brian Kendrick did come out with an apology, but, and I I mean this completely uh, from an an observing point of view, I'm not trying to rag on what he did, because he may very well mean it. But in this very early stage, when these things are raw, (laughs) poor choice of words, you sometimes worry. Well, you're only sorry. You're only saying that because you've been caught and it's cost you an opportunity. And now you're trying to to balance things out. So as long as people, I said, I'm repeating myself, but it's true. As long as people like Tony Khan, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, and I think has earned our trust. Same with the likes of the Young Bucks. Uh, CM Punk, I think, is someone you can throw in there because. He, he seems to have made his voice heard already about backstage things as he should. He's an experienced veteran. Uh, Cody would be someone who he has a sphere of influence and someone like MGF for obvious reasons. You know, he's a Jewish guy too. If they all genuinely speak to Brian Kendrick and realize that he made a mistake and that he doesn't agree with these things and that he you know genuinely has remorse and we can educate, then we can move on. And I think that's okay. I think that's fine. I think you're going to have to get that out and across to us, the fan base, and make sure And I also think that Brian Kendrick should take some time, maybe even the rest of his life, to ensure that he goes out there and talks to people that also have these terrible views to try and change their opinion. But... Given how much crap does go on with wrestling with things like this, and I know so many people are like, well, we're talking about this guy. Why aren't we talking about this guy? It all counts. But at the moment, this is the focus of the conversation. It doesn't. It's not just Jewish stuff. It's not just racist stuff. It's not just black stuff. It's not just, you know, homosexual stuff or trans stuff. It's all of it. All of it counts. All of it. If you're a human being walking this earth, you're not harming anybody else, and what you're doing is perfectly fine, you should, well, not even should, you deserve respect and you deserve the freedom to, to get on with that, and nobody should ever make you feel otherwise. However, at the moment, this is what's coming to you know, our focus. But yes, that that's basically my, my stance on all of it. I appreciate what AEW did. It made me fonder of the company, which I think is fair. I don't think that's a biased thing to say. I think, uh, to use one of my stupid phrases that doesn't fit in here at all, I do think it makes you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum, because sometimes these things happen, and they get completely ignored, and that does turn you off a little bit, not just with companies, but with individuals, but with people. You know, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to drop the ball. But as long as we can be accountable for them and move forward, then I don't think you need to be kicked out of the door. Now, alternatively, if we do chat to him and it's quite clear, well, he's just, you know, it's all lip service, then I I couldn't, I'm not going to say I couldn't care less because I care very much. But then I know I don't think he deserves a platform to perform on. And I'll react given to whatever the situation should be. But there was a time when I wasn't going to talk about it at all. I don't even know why. I just thought maybe I didn't want to prod the bear, but it was... Well, it, it it just impacted me a lot, and I was like, no, it's going to bother me even more if I if I don't, um, especially as a man who goes out of his way, as I think we should all do. I don't think it makes me special or anything, but you try and understand others and tries to. Yeah, just support people's lifestyles, I suppose. Whether that's faith, sexuality, or, you know, whatever. Because it's not harming anyone. It's really, really not harming anyone. Like, it's completely different. If I walk into Brian Kendrick's house and I punch him in the face over and over again, I beat him up and I go, that's because I'm a Jew. Then maybe... You know, just maybe. And even then, I'd be like, no, I'm not 100 so percent sure he's allowed to be like, man, I don't really like Jews. But even then, he shouldn't, you shouldn't break somebody down to their religion. It should be like, no, I don't like that bald asshole. Same thing. You wouldn't go, I don't like all bald guys. I don't like that guy. And he would be perfectly within his rights. I'll move on from that because I'm sure you've heard enough of it. But again, I talked about it on What Culture Wrestling. I'll talk about it here. And now we can draw a line under it. But I was very, very uh please is a horrible word because that puts me on some pedestal I don't deserve to be on but just it was a nice surprise to see Tony Khan handle it in in the way that he did again to the point that if he does bring Brian Kendrick back I will believe him and I will trust him um I hope that there is more to it than that because I do think that you have to give back well, you should give back anyway but you should definitely give back after you have done things like this but we'll wait and see how it plays out more importantly let's talk about CM Punk versus MGF which I thought was terrific. I loved it and as always you get people tweeting you cheap plug assignment of 316 give me a follow, give my ego <laughs> you get people going well if WWE did all these shenanigans you wouldn't like it even though I literally have a show where I talk about how much I like shenanigans. WWE's problem is they do it too much can you imagine if we hadn't seen a DQ or an unfinished for ages then we had that Seth Rollins Roman Reigns match with the ending oh it would have been tremendous but no we'd seen it literally the day before on Smackdown so it just becomes a little creatively dull that's all it is. It's not that you can't use it the greatest thing about professional wrestling is that you have the freedom to go nuts with this stuff so having MJF and Punk go 40 minutes only it to end with a twist from Wardlow and a sneaky diamond ring throw I thought that was fantastic it took me on a roller coaster ride I thought it was damn entertaining it was fun the secret forgotten word in all of professional wrestling and when all was said and done does CM Punk feel like a lesser star because he lost no does MJF feel like a bigger star because he did what he did yes has Wardlow all of a sudden elevated a game absolutely and that's the idea of wrestling that everybody walks out smelling of roses i love the pepsi plunge from the top you know 17 years in the making and it probably would have won but mjf rolled out the ring i love the fact that you had to stay till the end of the show to see the camera angle that caught wardlow and mjf in the uh, in the act and i really love the dusty false finish halfway through i mean mjf was trying to kill him there was just so much to it for starters it's rare you see someone hide a weapon as smartly as that Two, you never get the three arm. One, two, oh my gosh, the arm fell for the third time because usually at 2.5, you start Hulk Hoganing up. But three, given that MJF had technically already won the match, we all thought, and I'm sure there's one person out there that was smarter than than us all, but we all thought, oh, right, we've done that because Punk is going to win, and he didn't. So to me, it took all these wrestling tropes, and it turned them on their head. And that's why I think all the other craziness worked, not least, again, because we don't see, I mean, we see craziness like this, but this really, really, (laughs) this, this really went crazy. So... I had a really, really good time with it. I think CM Punk is a terrific professional wrestler. I thought that anyway, but I suppose ever since he's come back, it's just a nice reminder because he's out there doing it. And while you still get people going, oh, he's lost a step. I don't think it's about steps, man. I don't think Punk is a step kind of a guy. Punk is a ring psychologist A Punk is a storyteller. Hence why he keeps dipping back into the well. Like, I think there's a clip out there, and I'd never seen it before because I was quite a young pup, but I think there's a clip out there of him in a Ring of Honor show where he does the same thing that MGF did with a hidden, a hidden object to, to win a match, and I Didn't see what happened after that, but maybe it got restarted there too. And there was other elements from some of his stuff with John Cena. And there was another one that I can't remember now. And I enjoy all of that. Like wrestling is cyclical. As long as enough time has passed, you can bring back these ideas and these concepts and reinsert them into it. I just thought it did everything that I could have hoped that it would have done. And I thought that MGF should win, but I was like, I don't know how you do that. This was the way. This was the way to do it. And when Wardlow finally does turn, because he's completely justified, he's employed by MGF. He wants that money. We all want that money. Look at me pimping my patron out all the time, right? We want that finances. And so it's easily, it's an easy thing to accept that's not so heinous that when we do try and make him a good guy baby face we're not gonna be like right we'll just we'll just accept it so really really good main event and sure maybe you could have chopped five minutes off but that to me is not even a point because i was never bored and if i was never bored during it they must have they must have done something right so yeah really really good this also enjoyed moxie versus wheeler Utah. dan Housen being with the best friends somebody needs to explain that group what a weird <laughs> bunch of characters imagine trying to explain it to someone who doesn't watch wrestling right so there's a guy called orange cassidy excuse me his name's orange cassidy don't worry about it he loves orange juice but he doesn't really care about wrestling but if you wind him up enough he's really good and he'll fly around the ring but he's kind of just tired and he's kind of like a sloth they'll be like all right then you've got dan Housen, Right? what's Danhausen? i don't know <laughs> that's what you have to say he paints his face and he's got his weird voice For some reason, there's just something very entertaining about it. But what is he? I don't know. What's his motivation? I don't know. He wants to be very nice, very evil, and he'd like your teeth. (laughs) That's all I've got. And then you've got uh, Chuck Taylor, who just wants to swear. He just wants to swear all the time. And then you've got Trent, who hates Wheeler Uter, although we haven't really uh, explored that more. And you've got Wheeler Utah. It's just there. And you've got Chris Statlander, who's an alien. Excuse me. That's right. She's an alien. What a tremendous group. And talking of groups, I would like WWE to have more factions. I'm still bitter about everything that happened with the Hurt Business. But again, I was watching that 2014 Raw with Daniel Bryan being the whole uh, taken over. And the coolest thing about it was you had The Shield, which was, I'm sure I've forgotten. But to me, that's the last group where WWE actually got behind them properly. Like, we are going to try and turn this into uh we're going to try and use this as a vehicle to to get them over and look what happened roman reigns biggest star in the company you know just is seth rollins up there number two or 1a and one of the best wrestlers they have so good would make any promotion better and dean ambrose was a guy that made everything work until those awful skits at the end that nobody could have done and now he's john moxley and he's one of the biggest stars in the world and it all came because they were in a faction and because we pushed this faction huge i don't i would just like more factions in wwe I mean, they probably struggle at the moment because they fired everyone so they can't actually make any teams but I do miss them. I really, really do and some people think that AEW has too many but I disagree. Million oh, you're so biased. Ah, well, maybe I am. I mean, I'm not but you want to think it. Go get real problem. But the reason I like it is because one, we haven't done it for ages but two, it's how the world works. Think about when you were in school. What happened? You have friend groups all over the place. You have the dudes that hang around by the lockers. You have the dudes that hang around outside. You have the dudes that hang around outside of class. And sure, sometimes you weave in and out but ultimately you find a pair of people that you trust and you know have got your backs and that's how you get through school life and wrestling is basically school and makes all the sense in the world so yeah i'm uh i i really would like to, to to see more and i'm sure something else happened on uh dynamite that i'm not remembering but that main event took up so much that everything i'm not saying everything else faded into the background but you know it, it, i don't even want to say that it didn't live up to it because that's not true either it was just so good this is the thing i wanted to talk about i wanted to talk about the most oh I mean, everybody hated the brandy Rhodes. uh what'd you call it uh, i can't remember his name now that guy he's really good why can't i remember his name dan thing and bob i've <laughs> got dan lambert i must be tired i didn't look look i didn't think it was particularly amazing but it was over so quickly Maybe I, in hindsight, maybe I shouldn't have given it an up. But I don't like giving nothing because I think that's a cop-out. And I certainly didn't think it was an awful segment. I quite like Brandy Rhodes. I think she's really found a good character here and um lambert is excellent i mean he's rookie of the year 2021 as odd as that sounds and i probably didn't make myself clear i gave him a down when he came back out for the adam page lance archer segment not because i don't like seeing dan lambert but because i didn't say this at all you know i got it completely wrong i thought it was overuse of someone that didn't need to be in it even though jake roberts can't say much at the moment lance archer proved doesn't need anything saying for him anyway came out and wrecked adam page but you know there are other people we haven't been able to get on TV right now, so maybe we could have that could have been their spot. I mean, you could argue, well, how the hell are you going to do that? But that's basically what I meant. Not that I want to see less of Dan Lambert, not at all. And I like everything between um, Adam Page and Lance Archer. Like it's a little bit by the numbers. And they're going out of their way to try and make you think that Archer can win. But I don't think anybody believes that. But it is a TV feud at the end of the day. Like, it is a TV feud. And there's always going to be treated differently. And I'm glad that Lance Archer's back from his injury and he's getting this chance. I think he's good. Also had that awesome tag match, uh, Kings of the Black Throne versus Penter and Pack. Pack was blind for a while. He's the most Metal Gear boss, uh, Metal Gear Solid boss ever. It was just great. And the, uh, the bad guys won, as they should have done. And I'm massively intrigued to see where that's going going. Because House of Black has to grow. Sure, it has to grow. And I like Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. Yeah, I didn't understand what that weird kick was at the end. Apparently, it was a callback to another match, which is fine. That's good storytelling. But not every, uh, every attempt you do of that is going to work. And it did look like she was trying to kick a ghost in the head. that's that's what it looked like so uh so that tickled me and I'm excited for the Chris Jericho payoff next week you know I I assume the inner circle is going to break up I hope Chris Jericho goes heel it feels like that's the right thing to do and I hope that Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston get together and go on to well hopefully win some championships all around because those guys have been have been smashing it for ages so yes very much enjoyed AEW Dynamite this week I enjoyed Raw too I thought the ending was a bit crazy I mean here's the thing I think Ronda Rousey took, my, took a lot of flack for. Th- not, I'm not going to say it's not out of her control because I'm sure she has sway like Brock Lesnar. But I don't think she should have said as much as she said. I don't think she should be being scripted. I think she. I've seen her on her Instagram page. I think she'd be much better just letting her run her mouth. We definitely have to stop pumping in cheers because that was way too much. I don't usually realize it because I don't listen out for that stuff. But it was so horribly obvious. And it was all weird with Becky because, again, they don't know whether she's a face or heel. And then the Becky Leiter thing was fine. I believe that Lita is going to be on RAW uh, to continue building this up, which makes perfect sense. And look, I'm alright to see Lita versus Becky Lynch. Again, it's a Saudi Arabia show. This is the kind of the thing they do, they do all the time. Um, but I mean I'm not gonna say that it wasn't a strange finish. <laughs> because it really, really it was, it was, yeah, I don't know. But again, it's like the Brandy Rose stuff. I'm terrible. Like it's a bit weird. It's a bit rubbish. I don't know what's going on. And you kind of grumble and you kind of uh, you kind of go on to something else. And we had everything at the start between Lesnar and uh, Bobby Lashley, which I like. Bobby Lashley is awesome. I was happy that Nikki Ash lost to Rhea Ripley. Not that she lost, but I thought the feud's not really working. Draw a line there and move on. I've talked about Alexa Bliss enough. I'm not going to talk about it again because people go nuts at me. Did not like Miz beating Dominic Mysterio because I think Dominic is really good and we should be having plans for him and building him, such as an Austin theory. Uh, Kevin Owens is just amazing, had a good match with Austin Theory. Of course, he doesn't go to the Saudi Arabia shows. That makes sense. I do have a little bit of a problem with Seth and Brock both going into the chamber without qualifying. Just let them do squash matches. Because then you have a balanced field, and we're not telling the audience, oh, well, we see these stars, and we don't see anybody else as a star. Uh Dolph Ziggler versus Andrew Dawkins was good because it was a guy getting to win his hometown, and WWE never does that. The scooter race I enjoyed because I'm a child uh riddle versus otis also like chad gable is just brilliant and the best thing of the whole show was aj styles versus Rey mysterio we should probably do a few with it although i'm still hoping we get aj styles versus edge at wrestlemania that's what i'm gunning for i have absolutely no idea if we are going to do that because again wwe i don't know if they have any plans but we shall see. We shall see. And before I do leave you today, let us answer some questions. Again, at Simon316 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter is where I'll ask the cues. The and on Instagram is just stuff. My acting showreel is on Instagram right now. Hardest thing I've ever posted ever. At Simon316 on there. But if you want to see me le- not joke acting, legitimately trying to act. And you can come tell me I'm crap. That's fine. If I put it out there, it's totally up to you. Um but uh yeah that's up there so give me a follow and again rub rub my ego uh but claire says which who would you like to wrestle in 2022 oh man everybody i'll try and pick one person because that's more fun who would i like to wrestle I have everybody i, uh, I i'm not going to pick people i have i've already wrestled so if they're listening to this you all rock and i mean that too i'm not just saying it but if i could wrestle somebody you know what i cara noir would probably be pretty cool because that guy, is so, I mean, he's great in the ring, but that guy's so presentation heavy, I think we probably could have some fun with it. So I'm going to say car Noir, but I'll be missing so many people and I'm going to feel bad so I'm going to move on really quickly. Uh, Merck says, Hey Simon, what's up? I wanted to ask what yours take on entrance music is. Do you feel like the changes to all the themes made it hard for you to pop when they came out in the rumble? I loved Shana's old theme, also loved directing Chips, my dude. It was the best. That's very kind. This is why it's nice not to read questions beforehand. You get out of nowhere compliments. I agree with the, the general consensus on this. There's just not that many memorable themes, and especially when Dana Brooke came out, I swear she changes it every week. But maybe she doesn't. Um, Shayna Baszler, I don't mind too much because I know she came out and said that was she had input into that. Which look, the most important thing is that the wrestler enjoys the entrance music because it gets you focused, it gets you in the zone, it gets you into your character. But I too preferred her old one. I hate Sami Zayn's new music. I can't believe they changed it, but I get why because it's a licensing thing. But really, everyone on the uh, of the roster, in terms of the music that makes me go, here they come: Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Riddles makes me laugh, Randy Orton's because he had it for so long, but that's half the point. And there could be others, but the fact that I quite like Damian Priest's opening. And I really like the opening to uh, Bobby Rubes and Dolph Ziggler's. I think that's got atmosphere to it. And then it kicks in. But yeah, I agree. I think we've lost a certain amount of personality with them, which is a shame. Because it's one of the coolest things about WWE. Well, about wrestling. Entrances. One of the coolest things ever. Insomnia says, who is your pick to win the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE title? I think Brock is going to win it. I think Brock is going to win it. And we're going to do title versus title at WrestleMania. Because they they've want got tickets to sell Uh, They've got like a 100,000 seat building. They won't put 100,000 in it both nights, but they want to get as close as they can. And the way to do that is with the, you know, the two biggest stars in the company going after both championships. I don't know how it's going to help long-term, but I can certainly see them doing it. Matt says, if the plan is title versus title, Matt, very well-timed question, what would you do with the likes of Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins at Mania? I'm anticipating a good showing from the others. Uh, Also, how would we get to Styles versus Edge and what do we do with Theory? Well... Theory probably can work in with one of the guys you've just said and you know because Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins and Austin Theory are kind of the guys floating around if we do do AJ Styles versus Edge but really that's heel 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 That's the problem WWE doesn't have any baby faces I mean Seth Rollins is on the cusp of going baby face but I think you're going to do Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens or it feels that way so good point what do you do with Bobby Lashley I don't know. I don't know, which is why it probably should be Bobby Lashley versus Big E for the world title. But that's not going to happen. It's going to be an interesting ride. I tell you, Matt, an interesting ride. Nick Johnson says, of the wrestlers who escaped their WWE non-compete this week, who do you think will be the first to pop up in a new promotion? Well, it is out there heavily now that Keith Lee may have signed with AEW. And if that is the case, I'm all for this. I think Keith Lee is great. I think he is wonderful. And I think he deserves a big, um, what would you call it, platform to show what he can do. Because again, the WWE was the big platform, but we know, we know what happened there. So I'm going to go with Keith Lee. And if he does go to AEW, I hope that he smashes it. I've met him before. He's a very, very nice guy. And he's very, very nice to me uh russ says no question i just wanted to say oh, now i'm putting myself over and i hate myself for using that phrase i admire your relentless positive attitude you make wrestling exactly what it should be fun hope to get to a show to see you wrestle soon keep up the good work thank you russ what a nice guy and on that note if you are listening to this on the day that it drops friday the 4th of february friday the 6th of february i shall be in manchester for progress wrestling i believe there are a few tickets uh left so if you want to come and say hello please do it would be great to see you Quark says are you excited for wwe 2k22 and do you or the What Culture crew plan on doing any sort of uh, series for the game? I'm sure we will do something because the, the the video game is always big news. I am excited for it. We all know that 2K20 was not great, but they did take a year off to uh, to try and get it better. And I think they'll do that. It's too impossible to tell from the gameplay. You need to sit down and play a game to feel it, especially with wrestling. But I am quietly confident. I think it's going to be quite good. Not the best one ever, because I think it's going to be a bit of a real building process, but I think it will be pretty good. And continue on that on, Insomnia says, what is your favorite WWE video game ever? It would either be WrestleMania 2000, just because I enjoy saying that over No Mercy, even though they're the same game, and No Mercy had more modes, or Here Comes the Pain. There are so many good little things in Here Comes the Pain that we took out and never put back in and I don't understand why. Uh, Juno says, do you think there will be a WrestleMania match for Finn Balor? Good court point. And who will be his opponent or who would be your dream opponent? I think he is one of the best but sadly not used. Agreed. You know, I mean, you could do Finn Balor versus Austin Theory but that feels old hat. I can see Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor and he just gets squashed. I don't get it. I'm with you. I love Finn Balor. I think he's great. We should turn him heel, ironically. One of the other people we talked about earlier should go face and we should turn Finn Balor heel. Jeff, aside from the wrestlers mentioned in the Danielson promo, who would you like to see in the possible Moxley-Danielson faction? Good point. I didn't talk about that, Jeff. Thank you very much. Yeah, after that Moxley match, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, doesn't want to fight John Moxley. He wants to start a group. And now, obviously, given my previous comments, you know I want this to happen. It probably isn't going to happen. But, I mean, there is so many. I mean, Lee Moriarty, There's. you could talk about Lee Johnson. You can talk about Brock Anderson. You could talk about Dante Martin. You could talk about the, both guys in private party. You can talk about Danny Garcia. You could talk about... Um, it doesn't just have to be dudes. But I'm trying to think... Oh, you could do a Layla Hirsch. She could be in there. You could put a Red Velvet in there. You know, these up-and-comers. There's so many good people because, you know, AEW has so many good up-and-coming talents. I hope we do do this. If I could only pick two because then Danielson picks one, Moxie picks one, I'd absolutely pick Danny Garcia and I would probably pick... I like to see Layla Hirsch in there, I'm not going to lie. I like Layla Hirsch, she's good. Sean says, what resting moment has made you feel the warmest and fuzziest in your tum-tum? Well, they're all going to be real moments. So Roman Reigns coming back, Daniel Bryan coming back, Edge coming back. You know, it's all these kind of returns. Uh, But actually, in terms of being there live, it was probably all out, uh, all in. Sorry, I get lost now. The first quote unquote AEW show before AEW because the crowd was so loud. I remember it kind of pierced my soul and I got all emotional just because there were so many people going nuts. I was like, man, this is really cool. Shinji says, do you think Mickie James will make another appearance for WWE after the horrible showing they gave her at the Rumble? I don't think it was horrible. She did all right. I mean, she's better than I thought she was going to get. I thought she'd get chucked right out of there. No, I don't think so. They needed bodies, so it was a scratch my back situation. I doubt we will, but I would like it. Mickie James vastly underrated. Dan says, uh, an old time question. If you go back in time and take over Derby C Derbia in its dying days, what would you do to turn it round? i don't know i think it's impossible what would i do well i would push new stars i would stop all the nonsense booking like no dq matches that ends in dq and i would just get some coherent storylines going i i I don't think i think there was past a certain point you wouldn't be able to to have said it because you'd run too much of the audience off i mean i'd go back to 98 i wouldn't beat goldberg at that point or if i had done i would done it against ddp at halloween havoc um i wouldn't have done the finger poke of doom i wouldn't have done all the stuff at bash of the beach 2000 with hogan and um Jarrett. but then again i wouldn't have done everything at starcade 97 i just would have had sting beat see again there's all these little things you need that, that ruined it because you potentially could have done something with sting but by that point under the bus all absolutely crazy luke says if you could only win one title out of the ring of honor wwe tna and aew championships which one would you want well, I mean, look, just because the size of the companies, you'd put WWE and AEW ahead of the other two. I don't mean that disrespectful. I'm just talking about the bigger promotions, and I'm sure they know that as well. And either one of them. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'd be the 24-7 champion. I wouldn't be able to believe that either. Uh, ben says, what stipulation do you see being added to MGF and Punk, and do you see it going to a third match? I think we'll probably get a cage match at some point. That would be cool. We don't get many cage matches in AEW and I'd love to see Punk back in one of those. And yeah, you probably do get to a third match. Why not, right? It's an absolutely... It's a great feud. You know, reel it out as long as you can. Uh, TGB says, Simon, it's not a quick answer, but I'd love a long form pod or video on how matches are called by the two participants and how it's decided who calls the match in the ring is it one person who calls it or is that exposing the business too much well stone cold steve austin's talked about it this is the way i always see it like if stone cold has talked about it i think we can all talk about it that seems fair and in terms of who takes charge it's usually the person with more most experience so in my matches it's usually the other person who uh who takes charge i mean most of the time when i do say something in the ring it's more just to clarify and i think the other person knows that too um and in terms of how it's put together, we well just put you put it together in the back, and then you go out in the ring, and you'll mention things to each other like, "Oh, now it's this part, and now it's this thing." It's a really fascinating thing to do. It's a fascinating thing to go through the for, for the first time, and it's a fascinating thing to see it, yeah, unfold in, in front of you. And I think that's where the art form comes from when you can take all that and then turn it into a cool story that, uh, um, you know, fans can understand. Ben says it's MJF the best heel in wrestling. Yes, I, I think he is. And if not, he's, you know, he's top tier with, with somebody else. Uh, Ted says, Jurassic Express versus who at Revolution? Oh, Santana Ortiz. Especially because it looks like we may turn them proper heel. I don't know what we're going to do with Jericho. I wouldn't. But yeah, Santana and Ortiz. Taylor, are you worried about Dan Housen just being tacked onto the best friends? No, not at all. Dan Housen has won. And Dan Housen, no, he won as well. And the man deserves it. More power to him uh silky has the best question of the day because he said who had the better dance moves alex Wright or disco inferno disco inferno will never be the answer uh yeah the answer i give to any question it will always be alex Wright. uh drew says hey simon hope things are good in the uk first off nicely done on the acting video man you're all being very kind today secondly if they're doing roman versus brock again they are who would you book for the wwe title match at mania i t- I think it'll be title versus title. So those two. And third, is it just me or has Ruby Soho been doing the job a lot? Oh, losing you mean? Uh, She has, yes. But I think it's going to tie into something. I think she'll be the second TBS champion. maybe and Tony Khan's talked about this before how he has long term plans so yeah Chief Daddy amazing name says have you ever thought about coming to the states if so come get these hands my friend I am open for bookings in America I get that travel is kind of difficult right now and I did have some before the pandemic but if anyone is listening to this or you have a local promoter in America and you actually think I would be of worth to their show get in touch with them if I'm free and I can get there I can get there it's on my bucket list it would be absolutely amazing um where are we going next as we start to wind down carl says hey simon how do you rank the miz all time as one of the best wrestlers ever top 20 at least that's something you'd have to sit down and really think about but i do really like the miz the miz to me is very very inspirational dude like was written off straight away was told that he was never going to amount to to squip and now he's been there for what 20 years not that long but however long it's been is one of their go-to guys. Has made millions and millions of dollars, and is a recognizable face. And rarely gets hurt. And sure, maybe he doesn't have the most exciting matches ever. I like the Miz a lot. Best twenty? Not sure. I think it depends on what my parameters were. But in with a shout, and absolutely would not be surprised if somebody put him in there. I think he's. I think he's really, 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 really good. Uh, crossface chicken wing. <laughs> it's always good. What would ha- uh, What would you want to happen in 2022, which would make you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum tum? Biggie winning the WWE title again. Keith Lee winning any title in AEW. Uh, Kenny Omega returning to AEW. What else? Miro returning. That would be good. Bailey coming back. Oscar coming back. Maybe Bailey coming back and winning the championship. That would be awesome. Uh, Cesaro being allowed to do anything. Sami Zayn getting his old music back. <laughs> Lots of stuff. Lots. Uh, Mohit says, Someone like Kevin Owens deserves to be in the main event picture, but isn't booked well. How would you book him in 2022? Also, I love your podcast, man. Cheers for the effort. You're very, very welcome. How would I book his 2022? I think it all depends on what we do with WrestleMania. Because if we do go Seth Rollins versus Kevin, I think Seth Rollins wins. I would try and put Kevin Owens into a position that by SummerSlam, he could be fighting for a title wwe title i suppose because it will get back to raw eventually if i'm right with title versus title i don't think he'll win which is a massive shame because i would give him another championship run he's kind of become one of these utility hands even though he's far better than that but again he's clearly very happy and he's being paid a lot of money so you know that's awesome uh apple not going to say that second bit (laughs) should shane mcmahon have won the raw rumble he'd make the perfect daddy boy heel the payoff when he the payoff when lesnar f5'd him off the top of a cage at wrestlemania would have been epic no i I think we've pissed the fan base off enough (laughs) so i think we should probably go the other way jordan says big fan simon thanks for the entertaining videos you're very welcome what technical part of wrestling is the most underappreciated by fans who don't know the behind the scenes oh man like actual technical wrestling like catch us catch can chain wrestling some people are so good at it and we should all bow down at their feet it is so so damn hard or maybe I'm just not very good at it, but I'd love to be good at it. And when you see people that are good at it, just flying around, you're like, good grief. You, you guys are flipping flipping ridiculous. So absolutely that. Jay says, how long would you build up Hook to have him win his first championship and which title would you have him win? Uh, all of them. <laughs> TNT, women's, world, tag. introduce your trio and give it to Hook. I think you've got to build him up for the TNT Championship, and uh, I think he should probably... I think he should win it. I think Hook is really good. I know there was an interview recently see, of him saying he's worried about being a meme. He's not a meme to me. It was great that's how he started with this odd momentum, but I certainly think he's got the chops, and uh, I look forward to seeing what he does. The Real Pat Mack says, Should WCW and ECW make a comeback? No. I mean, we would care. But on mass, nobody would care now. It's been... Uh, it's been too long. It's just been too long. Alistair says, what do you think the chances are the next Punk feud will be with Hook? No, they won't do that. It's too soon. And if Punk's now lost here, it will be a while. Um, Ross says, random one, I'm assuming that you are hosting Manchester Progress Show. I certainly am. And I will find one more. Did, we've done, have we done that one. Yes, we've done that one. We've done that one. Or maybe we're out. We definitely weren't because there's loads that I missed. But, no, I think, That is it. So Matthew says, When are you making your AEW debut? I don't want to finish with that one, but that's the only one I could find. Trust me, my friend that's a dream come true will it happen who knows we never say no because that's not how you live your life but obviously that would make me just fall over inside and i'd probably cry for the rest of my life but they'd be happy tears they'd be wonderful happy tears so that's that we'll draw a line under it there hopefully we have put all the resting stuff to bed we will be back next week but in the meantime yes as i have said i've got a youtube channel simon miller subscribe go to what culture wrestling subscribe to that patreon.com forward us Simon of 316 there are some rewards up there as well but if you want to support the podcast even a dollar helps a very, very much. I have merchandise, bigcartel.com. I have a fitness brand I'm affiliated with, which is GrillerMind.com. For S Simon, you can get 10% off. I use these supplements. I'm not just pimping them out. I think they are very good. Uh, I'm on Cameo. Did I just say that? I think I did. Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. I think I'm repeating myself. So what I will do is uh, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't because that means more people will view it. I don't know why or listen to it. And leave a comment if the app that you're using allows you to leave comments or at least five stars, I should say. This ain't no YouTube here. Leave five stars as it would be cool to continue growing everything. But thank you very much for your patience last year. Hopefully you can see now that we are back into the swing and we will continue with the swing. And I look forward to talking to you all again very, very soon.